This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the make. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Apollo here on a late, late, late Sunday night. Post the Angels winning their series with Texas Rangers 2 to 1, finishing them off today with a 7 6 come from behind victory. Wow, what a game, what a series. Lots to talk about. But before we do, before we get started, we want to ask you, hey, you can check us out on the iTunes and subscribe. We're also on Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker. We're working on Google at the moment. we got a couple of places we're pretty much all over now. There's a couple of places we're not there. We'd appreciate a five-star review. If you think we're doing a good job with all the guests we're getting out there, we're getting a lot. we got a lot more coming this week. We're doing a good job analyzing games and talking baseball with you. Hey, a five-star review Probably iTunes would be really appreciated. Also, if that's not quite what you're ready to do yet, if you, if you want to earn a little more, email us at talkinghalos.gmail.com. Give us your feedback. We really appreciate it. Anytime, any place, feedback from you. We want to be the best Angels podcast out there. If you are a new listener and you're enjoying the show, please do us a favor. Please send a text to a fellow Angels fan with a know about our podcast. It would mean the world to us. Okay, so this weekend was interesting. Angels came in a four-game losing streak. It becomes a five-game losing streak with game one, a 4-3 loss to the Rangers on Friday night. It was a fairly ugly game for much of the way. At second inning, the Angels get a home run from Jonathan LaCroix. Nice, beautiful shot out, drives on a run. He wanted to score in game two. It's in that game going two for four. But, geez, after that third inning... That was pretty much it for the Angels, okay? Brian Goodwin also the home run with one on. Makes a score 3 nothing bomb the second inning. And from there, it's just nothing offensively from the Angels at all. Absolutely nothing. They went the entire game without much of anything from even their stars. That includes Mike Trout. That includes Shohei Otani. Albert Pujols, as a matter of fact, combined the three of them in the game Went one for ten, two strikeouts. Each of them did get on best of the walk at least, but in terms of hitting the baseball, rough day for them. Pitching wise, Griffin Candy goes five innings with um, five innings with three hits, two walks, five strikeouts, one earned run, a home run. It wasn't really him. He was not the problem. He had a few rough moments in the game, but it was Justin Anderson 
who gives up a run in the sixth inning on two hits, does strike out the side. But Cam Bedrosian, in the inning, one hit, two runs, one earned, one walk, one strikeout. But even then, it wasn't really as much on Cam as it comes across. Cam was, well, how do I say this? It was an inning full of fielding garbage. That even comes from Mike Trout. Muffed a line drive in in center field. Completely botched the play. Zach Kozar had an issue that day as well. That there, it just was not a good inning for him. This is not Cam's fault. Not Cam's fault at all. He could have been better. His stuff could have been better. He could have had better location of pitches. But overall, the defense has a lot to blame for how Texas came back and eventually won this game 4-3. Not the best performance overall by the, by the Angels' defense. They need to be better than that. They need to be better than that. And it didn't happen. So Angels lose this game 4-3. It's our fifth in a row at that point. And, it, man, if I could, on social media, people were freaking out. You know, John comes on the show, and he'll tell you, you know, fan, Angels fans, they want to win. It's a big deal to them, but it's not the end of the world. You know, I haven't gotten that impression this year. I think Angels fans are getting fed up. I think they're getting tired of watching this team struggle. They expect more. The truth is this. Angels fans got spoiled by the success of the 2000s. And that's not a bad thing, by the way. They, it was long-deserved. And then I don't mean spoiled in any kind of negative connotation whatsoever. Matter of fact, I think it's a really great thing that this team had a long stretch of success. But now the, the expectations are higher. They know this organization can do more than what it has been doing. And so even though I believe it's a long-term plan, there's definite frustration among the fan base right now with performances like this. In a game that's close, and the Rangers... Uh, we're down three to one, and you have your starting pitching give you five good innings, and probably could have gone a little more. And your bullpen blows it. A guy who gets hit, picked on a lot by the fan base, Camber Drosen, is the losing pitcher in this one. Tough loss for the Angels. It's their fifth in a row at that point. They're twenty-two and twenty-eight. However, there are still two games left in the series, and game two. I gotta admit, it's it's quite entertaining. Cole Calhoun, ball of third inning, nice deep right field home run, three hundred seventy one feet, gives the Angels a one nothing lead. And pitching wise, the Angels are off the chain good for the for most of the day. Starting pitcher Tyler Skaggs gives it three hits in five and two thirds innings, seven strikeouts, two walks, a little wild here and there. I just I wasn't a big fan of the strike zone. To be honest with you, he's matched with Mike Miner, who goes six innings, five hits, one earned run, five strikeouts, gives up that home run. But the game comes down to the bullpens. And this time, the Angels' bullpen wins out by a hair. Jose Leclerc and Jesse Chavez for the Rangers combined for two innings, one hit, two and five strikeouts, a walk. Ty Buttry and Camber Georgian combined for two innings, one walk, no hits. So it comes down to the battle of the closers. Sean Kelly for the Tex for the Texas Rangers and Hansel Robles for the Angels. Now Robles comes down with a one nothing lead in the bottom of the eighth inning, gets one out, and then the top sorry in the top of the eighth, and then top of the ninth, his stuff just isn't there. It's he's having a hard time locating, he doesn't feel confident, he hasn't seen confident at all anyways. He's very slow, kind of looking very nervous at the plate, and it's evident. Gives up two hits, two earned runs, the walk, and all of a sudden it's two one Rangers. Now to Robles' credit, he was struggling, he was really having a hard time out there, 
but he pushed through, shut the door, and kept this game close. And that left the Angels with Sean Kelly. And it was a bit of small ball that ends up helping the Angels out. So how small ball? Well, a droop, a drop, <laughs> a dropped, a dropped in, opposite field shot, barely off Jared Walsh's bat. He'll tell you that in the pre, in the postgame game. He mentions he didn't make a contact. But Rangifo circuits on base. Cole Calhoun then doubles the right center. He scores. Cole Calhoun then scores on Walsh's single, which kind of drops in right over Elvis Andrews's head. And there you go. You have an Angels walk-off 3-2 win. What's really neat about this game was... The Angels have been getting hit hard over the like the last week for this. I like they quit. I've seen multiple folks on Twitter saying the Angels have been quitting. They've not been putting everything into it. This is this game kind of puts that away. The Angels didn't give up. What they are, they're in a hitting slump, and unfortunately, they get in a hitting slump just as their pitching shows up. It's a bummer. We saw signs in that slump last week against Kansas City. Minnesota kind of exposed it. They've been slumping. All right, fine. 3-2, Angels still pulled out, and they're now 24-28. and After today's game, because the Angels came back again. Really neat one here, folks. Angels come back to win 7-6 in what is, well, one of the most exciting games of the year for the Angels. Starts off with Mike Trout. In the, in the bottom of the first inning, he's the second man up. Hitting a 405 foot home run, the deep center makes nice contact. He's been slumping, so that home run meant a lot right there. Angels lead one nothing. The score the score sheet stays that way until the top of the fourth, when Shin Su Chu homers to deep right center, followed up by Hunter Pence, 371 foot home run to deep right, gives the Rangers a two one lead. They follow it up in the top of the six. At this point. They're ending the sixth inning with Andrew Heaney coming off the coming on the game. He pitched five innings, two hits, eight strikeouts, two earned runs, and a walk. Nice day for him overall. But the recently recall, Taylor Cole struggles hardcore in one inning. He gives up three hits, three runs, two of them earned, two strikeouts, and a walk. Not the best day for him at all. Not neither remotely the best day. So all that in mind. It goes down like this the sixth inning. Scoring plays. Hunter Pence doubles to left. Elvis Andrews scores. Then, Logan Forsythe singles to left. Hunter Pence scores. Jilly Gallagher goes to third. And then, a guy who's been all series, Ron Odor, singles to right, shallow right center. Gallagher scores. All of a sudden, it's 5-1. And there we go. Social media is a mess. Everybody's upset. I'm upset. I'm ticked off because I thought, well, I thought he deserved better. I really did. I didn't like the call, but you're going to see one trend here in all three of these games. All the starting pitchers were pulled before the 100 pitch mark. One pitcher had 95, one had 93, and then in today's game, 83 pitches from Andrew, sorry, 85 pitches from Andrew Heaney. It's getting pretty clear at this point. Brad Austin is not happy, does not like to let his pitchers go to 100 pitches. And a lot of it, I have to be honest, if, you, if you're watching Angels Baseball this year, it's pretty clear why. They're not clean innings. They're not getting innings shut down. They're throwing a lot of pitches early in the game. They are getting behind hitters. They're struggling to put hitters away. And so you have a lot of pitches come fifth, sixth inning. And at that point, Brad Ausmith, he's trusting his bullpen more at that point, a fresher group. But here's the problem with that. Come August and July... That bullpen's in trouble, right? And they're already showing some signs of wearing out. Now, back to the offense. 
bottom of the seventh inning, down five to one, the Angels finally break through. And here are your scoring plays from that Luis Rangifo singles to shallow right. David Fletcher and Jared Walsh score is five three. Both Walsh and Fletcher got on base. Early in the inning, Mike Trout then follows up with a double to deep left. Grangifla scores. Tom Lestello goes to third. And then finally, Shohei Otani to sacrifice fly to center. Lestello scores, and all of a sudden, now we have a tie game. This is where Houston's pitching becomes an even bigger mess than it was before. Mike Trout's to third base on a Danny Santana throwing error. Then, Trout scores on a wild pitch. Cole Calhoun goes to second base on that wild pitch. He moves to third a little bit later in the inning, and then he scores on a wild pitch. Two wild pitches, two runs. It's 7-5 Angels. Top of the ninth. Here we go. Back to the bullpen. The Angels do not have Robles available for this game. So, the seventh inning goes Luis Garcia, recently activated. He does well. That's fine. One inning pitched, one hit, Two strikeouts. Felix Pena gets the hold. One inning pitched. Three strikeouts, one walk. That leaves the question. Who's starting tomorrow night against Oakland? That might just be a problem. And then Justin Anderson, the guy who really blew it in game one of the series, is back out there to try for the save. He goes one inning, gives up a hit, and a run, that being Shin Shu Chu's double, which brings home the, the final run of the game, Ronald Guzman scores. 7-6. At that point, he's able to shut it down. He strikes out two in the inning. Angels win 7-6. Exciting game. I got to be honest. A lot of fun. It was nice to see the Angels win two out of three from a division rival. It sits them on the road just right. It kind of wipes, kind of just, you know, helps the home stand feel a little bit better after that sweep with Minnesota. There are still several problems with this team. Several of them. And we'll get to them, but you already know what they are. One thing I think we're seeing about the Angels this year, we know the starting pitching is not, well, it's just awful. Let's just be honest. The starting pitching is awful. The real issues for the Angels really just lie in the fact that they are just mediocre. Go back to every series of the year. They 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 start off the year with Oakland. Oakland's a, they're a solid team. They're in second place right now. They lose three or four in Oakland. Okay, It's not a good series. They don't hit well at all. Not good. Then they go to Seattle. Seattle takes two from them. Then they come home. They win three or four from Texas. Then they sweep Milwaukee. That's the that's the one series that's really impressive. They split with Chicago with a, with a ring date coming up. Then they go to Texas and get swept. They go to Seattle and get lose three or four. They lose three or four of the Yankees. They take two of three from Kansas City. They sweep Toronto. They lose two of Houston. They take two or three from Detroit. They take two or three from Baltimore. They lose one. They, they, they lose two of three to the Twins. They take two or three from the Royals. They get swept by Minnesota. They take two or three from Texas. So what's my point And going through all that? The teams that are mediocre, like they are, the Angels will, definitely, will, will hang in with them. They'll stick by. They will have great games. They'll stick it out. They took three or four from Texas. They got swept by Texas. They took two or three this time. They can, they can hang with them, okay? They have the, the outlier, which is the Milwaukee series, where they took all three. They face a great team in the Yankees. They lose three or four. They face a great team in Minnesota, lose a total of five out of their six games. 
one sweep at home. They lose all. They lose two to Houston, and in that series, Houston scores twenty four runs. The evidence here is that the Angels cannot compete with the league's best, and they'll do all right against the mediocre and bad teams. What's that make them? It's mediocre. It's why they're twenty four and twenty eight. And that takes us to this series against Oakland. Oakland comes in this game 28 and 25. They're in second place. They're playing well. They've won nine in a row. The question is can the Angels hang with them? And I, they have a shot, and here's why. Their starters in this series are all right handed, and that's a shot. I kind of feel like, again, the Dumb and Dumber reference I used it last week, you think there's a chance. Well, there is a chance because they're all righties. The Angels are not hitting lefties at all. So the righties are up against the series include Chris Bassett. He'll start game one. He's 2-1 and one with, with uh, 24 hits allowed in, 36, in the third innings. He's allowed 10 earned runs, 44 strikeouts, 15 walks. That's 10 strikeouts, almost 11. 10.9 to be exact. Every nine innings, his one vice, he's got seven home runs in just 36 innings. 2.48 ERA. 1.07 whip. So, the Angels are not hitting lefties well. The problem is they're getting a right-hander who's playing very well. Chris Bassett, he's starting the opener for Oakland. And then comes Frankie Montas. Frankie Montas, right now, is 6-2 and two in 60 innings. 55 hits allowed. He's allowed 16 earned runs, only 4 home runs, 61 strikeouts, and 13 walks, a 2.4 ERA. There you go. Finally, the last starter in this series, just to verify that, make sure it hasn't changed. The last starter in this series, yeah, Mangden. Okay, so Mangden, Daniel Mangden is going to be having his fourth start, his first three, 16 and a third innings, 13 hits allowed, six earned runs, 331 ERA, does have 11 walks. So 13 strikeouts, 11 walks. There's an opportunity there. So there's the starting pitching. The Relieving core, Blake Trinan, Blake Trinan with 10 saves, 2-2 two and two record, 25 and third innings. He's got a 3.2 ERA. He, he's had his moments. He's had his moments with two losses in there. Overall, the team ERA for Oakland is 4.01 with a 1.27 whip. The hitting is a much different story. This is where, what, what can the Angels do here? Because... Their leading hitter is Marcus Simeon at 264 for an average, alongside Matt Chapman at 264. Matt Chapman has a higher OPS at 885 with his 13 home runs and 30 and 31 RBIs. Marcus Simeon, five home runs, 22 RBIs, 748 OPS. Five strikeouts. They don't run a whole lot. Sorry, not five strikeouts, five stolen bases. They don't run a whole lot. Marcus Simeon with five stolen bases. Robbie Grossman with five stolen bases. But this is not a team that hits a lot. 264 batting average. The highest on base percentage is 358. That's with Marcus Simeon. This is not a pretty offensive team. Not at all. 13 home runs for Matt Chapman. Chris Davis is out. Got hurt. He's got 12 home runs. He was hitting 248. So the Angels have opportunities here if the hitting can wake up. If they can get to that right-handed threesome they're going to face on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. If they can't hit those guys, I don't know even with the Angels pitching. We don't even know who's pitching right now on Monday night. It's 1 a.m. Eastern time, 10, 11 p.m. Pacific time 
right now. I'm checking here just to make sure as the updates come in, have the Angels even picked their starter for tomorrow? And let's take well, let's just take a look. Tomorrow's starter was supposed to be Felix Pena. That was supposed to be the starter. And right now we don't know because Pena pitched an inning in the 7-6 win today. So we're still waiting on that. The word here is, I'm just checking to see if Yahoo's updated or ESPN's updated. Because the word now is Trevor Cahill will start on Monday against Bassett. Cahill had a decent outing last time out, finally. And then Griffin Canning. Okay, so the word on Monday is, we don't know. Because Cahill is marked for Tuesday and Canning is marked for Wednesday. We're going to have to find out. They may use an opener. I'm not sure what's going on with the rotation right now. They've had Harvey out. We'll see what's going on. Overall, at this point, with the o- with Oakland playing as well as they are, that losing that winning streak is going to end at some point here. I just don't know when. I think the Angels will take one in this series. It's going to be hard. They're going to be hard pressed given the quality of Oakland pitching this year to get two, but they don't have the hitting to back it up. So if the Angels can show up here and get some some solid starting pitching out of Canning and Cahill, there's a shot. There's a shot. Remember, Oakland's ballpark. I mean, Oakland Alameda Stadium is a it's a pitcher's ballpark. So we'll see. All right. So as we get ready to shut down, one quick look at the standings here in the American League East as of. As the morning of May 27th, the Yankees are 34 and 18 in first place by two games over Tampa Bay. Baltimore's in last in the AL East, AL Central's Minnesota, 10 games up on Cleveland. If you are an Indians fan right now, I would not blame you for being ticked off. Over there, Cleveland, that was just not done a good job with this team. They let all their depth go, and they're now 10 games back of a very good Minnesota team. We've seen them firsthand how good they are. Kansas City's buried in the last 1834. In the AL West, Houston's 35-19. The CL Mariners are 23-32 and in last place. By the way, Oakland is six and a half games back of Houston. Angels right now 10 games back of Houston. And we've already seen via their meetings this year um, the how how far apart these teams are. In the National League, Philadelphia is in first place. In the National League, in the L East, Philadelphia is in first place, 31-22 record. Atlanta at 30-24, game and a half back. In the NL Central, the Cubs are a game and a half ahead of Milwaukee with a 30 and 21 record. Cincinnati's in last place there, but they're still only six and a half games back. The Dodgers, 35 and 18 in first place, seven games. There are seven games on the Padres. The Giants are buried in last place with 21 and 31 record. So there you go. That will close up the show today. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Talking Halos. Search for our page on Facebook.com. Also, you can find me on Twitter at DC Apollo and John, who will be here next time at Jake's Crane John on Facebook. Don't forget on Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, all those places were available for you. Okay, for the entire Talking Halos team, this is Derek C. Apollo saying have a great one, take it easy, and we'll see you in a couple days. You can't 
control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this left on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the make. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.